all cross-boundary districts and intra-district movement of public transport and by private vehicles or border borders is hereby suspended for 42 days starting today. But the food markets should remain open, only that the, the, the sellers should, should camp there. The first day after Uganda's President Yoweri Museven orders the second lockdown. This is Nakawa Market at 4 a.m. in the night. People are beginning to wake up. Others are still sleeping. And there is us and me. She has many years of working with women in the markets on human rights and IT, but she has never slept in a market until the lockdown was announced. That's when it hit me and then I realized an eight-year-old sleeping in the market, not because they are making money, but because their parents can't leave them at home. It's already been a tough year and a half since the first lockdown. My name is Eric Mwenemugaj. I'm a Ugandan based in London and I have been speaking to my fellow country people to hear how they are coping with the latest restrictions. This is a 42-day lockdown podcast, a night at the marketplace. Uh, my name is Patience Kemijisha, and I work with the Institute for Social Transformation. It's a women's rights non-government organization based here in Kampala. And we work mainly with women in markets, although we do so many other things alongside the work we do with women in markets. We've been working with women in markets for over um, six years now. So we are working in over 18 markets in five districts here in Kampala. So... We've had uh, several experiences with, with women in markets. From 2015 to date, we've journeyed with the different markets that we have been in, documenting the stories, the experiences, training the women in leadership, in business. And then we also developed an app called the Market Garden app, which was launched in, in 2018, actually. And then we, we began using it in 2020 during the lockdown last year, which helped most women to uh, revamp their businesses. So fast forward to second lockdown in Kampala. So when the president announced and again said that women should sleep in the markets, I called a few women and I was asking them, Actually, I think I called Catherine and there's another lady called Susan. I asked, I was asking them, um, so are you going to be sleeping in the market? And then uh, Susan told me, actually, we slept there yesterday. As calling on Saturday after the announcement had been done on Friday and as informed that women have been sleeping in the market even before, even before the announcement. So I said, wow. And then I remembered the last lockdown, I used to walk. Um, to Ntinda, to Nakawa, and I would find ways of reaching Kalere markets, the markets I can get to from where I stay. And all those times I'd go and ask the women questions, how are you, how are you handling it? How is it going? How is business? How is business? And then I thought to myself, 
how differently can I capture those experiences this time? Because I realized when you talk to the women, there are things they will not tell you. For some reason, I felt that there are things they don't, they will not tell you when you interact, when you do an interview. And especially when you go with a camera or a phone, they'll, they'll hold back certain information. So this time, in fact, I called them and I told them, I want to come and sleep in the market and know what exactly happens. And they said, you're lying. I said, no, I'm coming. So when I reached there, they're all shocked. They didn't think I would sleep there. So that's, that's how I birthed the idea to sleep in the market. I wanted to tell a story, a lived experience through my eyes. What exactly does it mean to sleep in the market? Because sometimes when you interview them now, it feels like they are used. They don't see any problem with sleeping in the market. I remember in the last lockdown, even when they said uh, people could go back home, market women can now go back home. Some of them are still sleeping in the market. If you ask um, the, like the market leadership, they will tell you that some people, they had to deploy security in the markets to actually chase people out of the market, to stop sleeping there because they were so used. They felt that they don't have to go back home. And the fact that at the beginning, the transport was so high and they're already used to sleeping in the market. So I, I knew that this experience is not new to them. And you know, when you do something for so many times, you get used to it, it just feels like it's normal. So that's how I ended up going to the market. What shocked me is that in the market, very young girls, eight years, 11 years, I think even below eight, who are working with their parents because you can't, you can't leave an eight-year-old girl at home alone without a caretaker. You don't know what will happen to them. You don't know whether they are safe. And I think for me, that was what hit me first as like, wait a bit. And I, and I promise you, I'd not even thought about it like that. For some reason you think, oh, they have maybe house helps or something. So when he told me there are young girls in the market, in fact, he was like, these girls need buds. And then when he went on to describe the, the category of people that need the pads, I told myself, wow. That's when it hit me. And then I realized an eight-year-old sleeping in the market, not because they are making money, but because their parents can't leave them at home. There is no one at home to leave them with. And I'm like, wow, at eight years. So I left the, the chairperson's office and I moved around, of course, uh, with the women that we've been working with, greeting them, seeing how they are. And then shortly after the chit chat it was coming to six so i began asking questions so what happens at six and then um the lady was telling me because i thought maybe at six is when you take a shower since by like 5 30 the markets are empty people actually closing down so i thought maybe that's when you begin uh, showering or something they told me no we only shower like at eight when there is some sort of darkness you see all the times that i've been in the car market I have never tried to ask where do you go for short calls. But then through our engagements, we've always known the toilets are not enough. They, they are not in good shape. We've done documentaries about the sanitation. So when I reached the toilets, the first, they have um, two stances. When I reached the first one, there was a long line. They were stinking. And I looked at the place and I said, wait, is this where you really do short call from? Because I imagined 
for a woman who sleeps in the market actually stays and lives in the market if this is where you come every time nature calls how safe are you from this you know you know how you enter like um, a public toilet and you 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 like no i'll not need to do my business here let me just keep it for later and see what i'll do so i said no i couldn't in one of the toilets there's a long line and then the other has no line at all so we reached there and then it was being manned by a man and he told me that um, I requested him and then he opened and I entered. He had asked for money, but I, I was told they are for free, but he wanted money and I didn't carry the coin. Then he allowed me and only to enter and I find in our stance for women and I find a man showering. He was having a shower and I asked myself, wow, so this is a man showering in women's toilets, but I didn't ask any questions. I remember, you know, when you asked me for the for the photos, I remember I taken actually a photo of like his clothes. You know how you're going to shower in our toilets and you hang the clothes over the door. But then I couldn't find it. Maybe I didn't take it. So uh, good enough, there was water. There's enough water. Even in the other lined one, I managed to do my short call in the second dance. And then I went back to wait. And then at that point, I was actually hungry. It was coming to like seven. And I asked for food. So they brought for me katogo of cassava and beans. I'd asked for tea, but I didn't take it. I was afraid of um, of getting to do short call later on in the night when I know that, that the sanitary facility is actually not good. So I was really afraid, so I did not go. I didn't take tea at all. At around eight, there is basically a lot of entertainment going on. It was a Friday night for playing music and dancing. Others were playing games and then, um, Generally, there was a lot going on, Bluetooth speakers everywhere, phones and all that. So I realized at 10 p.m. we all sit and watch news. And I think when there is a presidential address, that's why everyone sits to listen to see what is the president going to say. So we moved around and saw the different, like the different people, the ones who are sleeping in structures, the ones who are sleeping under their stalls. That's when I got to see that the, some of the people don't have like mosquito nets. Generally, <laughs> the situation is worrying. And what surprises me is that this was the situation, the previous lockdown, and it's the same situation now. And then um, our government just told people go back and sleep, like without thinking twice about it. Maybe they're not even aware that, I don't know, like I was disturbed and I said, wow. So most actually, the people that were playing games were mostly men. They were playing Ludo, they're playing cards. For the women, most of them were watching TV. Most of them will play games on their phone, not necessarily like a gathering and playing. Um, because women, we didn't have any games that were engaged in. So it was mostly for the men. But then the music beats. There is actually fun on that note, on the entertainment note. It's actually entertaining. You feel mm, like people are playing music and the women enjoy it. And when the music stops, they ask you, why are you stopping the music? Generally, the music is a transition. I think to transition you from the day to what I think what is coming at night. Just like wrapping up their day to go and and sleep. So mostly the games were for men 
and then the women were just enjoying music and conversations you know like telling stories so i was around so i don't know that if that is what they do when i'm not around so that's what we did we cooked we ate we drank and that was before 10 p.m. because at 10 p.m. we all went to the restaurant side where we watch news from and in fact after watching news uh, most of the people were actually going to sleep some of the people were going to sleep because i know that at around midnight uh, 1 a.m. sections of people that you know there is produce that comes from villages that comes at around that time so i know that there were people who actually just getting their stuff from the cars there were several cars offloading matoke cassava at around midnight 1 am so it feels like everybody has a different schedule like uh people will go and do different things at different times so if you know that your gonja is coming in at 1 am you will not go to sleep you wait for your gonja at that time and then i also noticed that there are items which are brought but then they they go to nakasero market first So for Nakawa vendors they also have to go to Nakasero to get their their items at that time of the night like midnight because I had women asking where is this one and then they're like ah oh, that one has gone to Nakasero and I'm like at this time yes some of them walk there but I know that some of them since they are collecting since you're collecting something like produce what they you hire like pickup and then you go with it because you have to come back with some produce and then when you come back you still have to find a way of offloading from wherever the car has parked to your store now it happens that most of the women like i said it's like a transition from what happened during the day to what happened in the night and because of the work we do with the women sometimes when they see me it's like an opportunity for them to ask or to get clarity over something that they've been having i'd been trying to train them before that day and how to use zoom <laughs> they were asking me what if us in the market as we are we want to do our own zoom meeting say say but if you're all here why would you do a zoom meeting no to like just use the technology and see how it works they were very curious in fact they were very excited i had to do, actually do a test link to send at that point in time to see when i was with them that's what we're, we're doing like uh, for them to get clarity on how because there were sessions wanted to have with them on zoom at the time and i just wanted them to be up to date to know how to use zoom that is why when you contacted catherine i knew that she knew how to use zoom because she had been in that had she had gone through the test with me it excites me that they actually excited about technology even when they are considered Uh, not really tech savvy and people don't normally think that a market woman can probably use zoom or any other tech product but one of the things that i've been doing in my work is train them how to use google how to use facebook how generally how to be on this whole technology craze the world has gone into i don't want them to be left behind so And then the other thing I noticed is because around that time it's the time between 8 to 10 p.m. so it's a time most people go to bed I mean the people in homes so they were calling their children asking them how come you haven't yet slept you know how you call someone you expect them to be sleeping but when they pick the call you get surprised and ask ask them why are you not sleeping why are you picking the phone so different people like following up on 
on their children. And I think that's the time when I saw some of the children that chairperson had talked about who are in the market. Um, some of them moving around with plates, maybe collecting plates from, if you put food, served food somewhere, you have to retrieve the plate. So I was like, okay, that's basically what was happening. And of course the usual chit chat of, okay, what happens? And then they were telling me how this lockdown is different from the other lockdown because this lockdown yes business was bad the other lockdown but it wasn't as bad as it is now for some reason i've always known for the from the time we worked with them i've always avoided engaging the women on mondays wednesdays fridays and saturdays because those are considered market days the other days they get produce from villages the other days they expect to make money and i went to the market on a friday and here i was being told how nowadays things have changed. Fridays are not our Fridays. And then Saturday morning, they were telling me how Saturday is no longer Saturday. They don't know. I was also struggling to, I was wondering, are people not eating? In fact, I was even asking myself, where are people getting food if they're not getting it from the market? Or are they not around? I actually puzzled me because if they said that compared to the previous lockdown, business is really slow in this one so the question is what has changed how come people actually not shopping from the markets what are people in kampala eating it remains a mystery i don't know the market garden app uh, was something that was developed Looked, like I said in 2018 after working with them with the market women for like two years or three years we were engaging with them and were, they were telling us how brokers take away some of their money when you reach the market someone will offer to do shopping for you and that person will be ripping off the market woman and the customer as well while they make some money for themselves that person doesn't have a store they don't pay taxes but they make money anyway so we asked ourselves, what can we do about this? And then we realized, well, we can do an app whereby the women can actually directly link to customers and make that money, like break that chain of, of the middleman. So that's how the app, the idea of the app was birthed. And then we developed the app with support from UN Women and the Embassy of Sweden in 2018. And for the most of 2019, we're pre-testing, going back and forth, training the women on virtual customer care because this is something that's totally new to them. They're used to physical customers. Now they have to sell to customers they've never seen and do not know, but somehow they have to do so well. We launched the app like on 25th March and I think the lockdown began like on 28th or 27th around there. So it was like timely. One of the things we don't, we actually stay away in our work is to replicate interventions that the government has promised so we gave the different uh, women cooperatives a revolving fund to help them to revive their their businesses and so for this lockdown we are actually planning to go back with the bank so we've engaged our funding partners to see which needs what is actually lacking and i'm sure we'll be able to come through with something with our different partners, UN Women, 
um, Korea Hope Foundation. I'm sure something will come through and I will let you know once we are there. That was Patience Kemitsha. Thank you for sharing your experience. Thanks to the women and men in the markets. Next, we had a very first-hand experience. Not once or twice, women sleep in the markets, their new home. Please continue to follow your respective government guidelines. Until next episode, thank you.